The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came to be through him, and without him nothing came to be. What came to be through him was life, and this life was the light of the human race. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came to be through him, but the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, but his own people did not accept him. But to those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not by natural generation, nor by human choice, nor by a man's decision, but of God. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, and we saw his glory, the glory as of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, The one who is coming after me ranks ahead of me, because he existed before me. From his fullness we have all received grace in place of grace, because while the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only Son, God, who is at the Father's side, has revealed him. The Gospel of the Lord. You've had a few priests come through the parish lately, I understand, and uh, here's another one. I'm Father David Daly, friend of Father Peter and a legionary of Christ, and he uh, asked me to come up and help while he was in New Zealand. So I'm just going to be here this weekend to help out the fathers with the masses and in the parish. We're in touch with Father Peter, and he sends his, one, his Christmas greetings to you, his parish. Um, he, uh, he's been in New Zealand for over a week in quarantine. They have strict rules there. And his brother Simon, who's also a priest, they're both in a hotel together in quarantine um, doing their yearly retreat together, taking advantage of the extra time. Father Peter's father died today on Christmas Day. Uh, unfortunately, Father Peter and Father Simon weren't able to be there in person, but they're there in New Zealand, and they'll get together with the rest of their family. Uh, Father Matthew, there's three priests' brothers, as you might know, and they'll all be getting together with their other, I think, five brothers and their mom for the funeral of, the, of their father, Michael Devereaux, um, probably around January 
forth when they get out of quarantine. So I know he's so consoled to know that you are all praying for him. And I will definitely let him know that I let you know about his situation as he accompanies his family. So today's really not about death. It's about life. It's about rejoicing. And even in the shadow of death, um, we can think about the beautiful good news of Jesus being born today. The birth of God who took human flesh to dwell among us. So what I want to talk about today is just two things really. One is, Jesus came 2,000 years ago and it changed the world forever. The world's never been the same. If he wouldn't have come, things would be a lot different today. But at the same time, there's still a lot that, that is dark and a lot for us to say, well, has the world changed today? How does the world change today because of Jesus coming 2,000 years ago? So those are the things I want to reflect on with all of you. And first of all, the birth of Jesus. Christmas time gives us a chance to contemplate the birth of Jesus. And here in the, here in the readings today, on this uh, Christmas day, there's things that point to Jesus' birth. And first of all, it's the prophets. Prophet Isaiah, we've been hearing a lot about from the prophet Isaiah in Advent. The prophet Isaiah lived, well, there's different periods of Isaiah, but about 500 years at least before Jesus came. And the prophet Isaiah points to Jesus by saying, A child is born for us. They will name him Wonder Counselor, God, Hero, Father Forever, Prince of Peace. So imagine if today we said, that person's going to come in 500 years. The U.S. is only a little bit over 200 years old. Isaiah said, there's someone that's going to come who is the Prince of Peace, who's the God hero. He prophesied that. In today's reading, it says, the Lord has bared his holy arm in the sight of the nations. What does that mean? That means that God Almighty has his arm, he's bared his right arm, which is his power. And how did he do it? by taking on human flesh and being born as a baby. It doesn't sound like God's powerful arm, but that is God's powerful arm, the power of love. He revealed that his power comes through love in Jesus. Another part of the prophecy is that the Savior came from David's line. In Advent, we have the genealogies, and um, it goes back to the King, King David. There was a prophecy to King David says, your reign will never end. It's going, to be for, it's going to be eternal. And then David died. Solomon came. And things kind of went downhill. So people are wondering, when's the eternal kingdom going to come? 2,000 years ago it came. 2,000 years ago when Jesus was born, the eternal king came and took the place of David. And, and, and actually, we are called to be part of that kingdom didn't stop 2,000 years ago. Each one of us is called to be a king, like that baby Jesus. Kings, queens, royalty, because we've inherited this kingdom as sons and daughters of God. In today's reading also, John the Baptist, John the Baptist was the prophet, the last prophet, and he prophesied Jesus' is coming. He said of this, of Jesus, 
This is the one who I said, he's the one coming after me, but he ranks before me because he existed before me. It's kind of a strange thing to say, but John said, pointed Jesus, he's greater than I am because he existed before me. But John was born, born before him. So Jesus existed in all eternity in heaven, in the heavens with the Father, and God sent him down to be with us. That's what happened 2,000 years ago. And thinking about 2,000 years ago, also those angels. There was angels. If you take a look at this nativity scene, you can't see from over there, but imagine the angels are the ones that announced it to the shepherds. So around this birth of Jesus was the divine assistance of angels. They went and they told the shepherds, we've great news to share with you. Christ the Lord has been born in the city of David. The angels sang the Gloria for the first time. It was like the first mass. Glory to God in the highest and peace to people of goodwill. The one we just sang. First sang by angels and now sung by us. And the angels with us in the holy mass. Around that 2,000 years ago, around that manger, we see holiness. Saints. No, there were never saints like that before, and maybe there will never be saints like that since. But holiness began to be in our world in a different way. And I'm talking about Mary. The virgin shall be with child, and they shall call him Emmanuel. God is with us. Joseph. We're in the year of Joseph. And that great saint leads us fathers especially to guide us to do God's will, listening to the Holy Spirit attentively. All around that manger scene, we see saints, some of those shepherds, some of those simple people, some of those saints that are all around Jesus. The three kings. Three kings came around Jesus. If you think about that, all the worldly kings, the most powerful people, came around to give him adoration. But the one that should have been there, King Herod, the Jewish king, was trying to kill him. And finally, even nature comes around our Lord when he's born. The ox breathing on him. And all nature, the star shining on him. All of nature, all of history surrounding Jesus when he's born because it changes all history. And it's a beautiful thing to think about. I like to think about it like God smiling on his creation. Like you fathers and mothers, you look down on your family, maybe your house, and sometimes you look at it and you're probably like, wow, you know, we got some cleaning up to do. <laughs> and what did God think when he looked down 2,000 years ago when he looked around and he saw these shepherds and he saw King Herod and he saw the three kings and he saw everybody and he, it was like his smile upon us. His smile upon us. And to one of the readings from an earlier Mass today, St. Paul says to Titus this, which reflects that smile, the kindness And generous love of God our Savior has appeared. Not because of any righteous deeds we had done, but because of his loving mercy. Jesus' birth 2,000 years ago is God the Father smiling down, giving us hope and joy. Just like you parents smile down on your family. Maybe God had to hold back a frown, but I don't think so. Even the messiness of our families, we kind of, sometimes you just got to laugh. Right? Sometimes you just got to laugh and cry and forgive and keep going. 
That's what God does with us. By becoming one of us. So what's really changed? Moving on to the second point. That was 2,000 years ago. And look at us today. We still have a lot of darkness. We still have a lot of cold. We still have a lot of homeless. We may have corruption in government. I don't know. We're going to find out, I guess. But we have a lot of bad things going on. We have sickness. We have death. So some things really didn't change. Our world hasn't changed. Sin still reigns in this world. But one thing has changed. And that is this. What St. Saint, what Saint John said in the gospel today. He was in the world, but the world did not know him. He came to his own people, and his own people didn't accept him. But this is what has changed. To the ones who did accept him, he gave them the power to become children of God. That has changed. We got the power to become children of God. I was standing over there about five minutes ago watching some of you walk in, and I saw a little girl and her mom dressed like her mom. And I thought to myself, that little girl learns how to be an adult from that mom. And they had, you know, the same kind of, like, dress on, I guess, or they look the same, right? Like mother, like daughter. And I thought to myself, we have the power to become children of God, and one of the things we've received today is that baby Jesus. And we're, most of us here, many of us are adults. Well, not as it, like that little child looks to her mother to become an adult. We adults look to that baby to become what we should be. It's kind of ironic. Unless we become like children, we can't enter the kingdom of God. Unless we take some of the lessons from 2,000 years ago and apply them today, we cannot be those children of God to the degree that God wants. We are children of God in baptism. But if we look at the child who is the model of children of God, we can grow and know and live it better. And that child gives us so many examples today. It's humility. You know, Jesus in that manger is God who created everything. How humble does he have to be to be laying there and everybody think he's just a helpless little baby? How humble does he be to have to make himself a helpless little baby? Sometimes when we're, we don't like to be that humble, I mean, I don't want to say I'm helpless. I don't want to say I need help. I don't want to ask for directions. There's a lot of things I don't like to do, right? But we got to be humble. And Jesus gives us the example. Or maybe poverty. Maybe, you're a little, maybe you want to grow up and be really rich. Maybe you want to be really successful. Maybe you think that's the way to go. Jesus gives us a diff- different example. The baby that shows us how to be adults lives in poverty. Just has what he needs and even less. In that stable, in that cave, not even a place to be born. What an example. What a wonderful example that we have. So today what has changed is this. We have the power to become children of God. We have the power to become children of God. We have so many gifts. We have the gift of his light, like that star. We got the star of our faith. We got the star of our gospel. We got the star of our church's teachings, which... The gates of hell aren't going to prevail against the church. And we see a lot of messiness in the church. Even scandal. But guess what? God has given the church the power to go through the ages. No matter what happens, what the church teaches officially 
with the vicar of Christ is going to stand by a, mir- by a miraculous saving power of God. And that's another great thing that we have to be children of God. The gift of his divine assistance. The gift of holiness. The communion of saints. And especially today we think about this. The gift of his presence. That's why we're here at Mass. One thing that we have in becoming children of God, to become children of God, is the nourishment of the Eucharist on our journey. That's why we're here. And when you receive the Eucharist today, you receive that baby Jesus. And all around the world, every Catholic believes that this is the body of Christ. We have since the institution of the Last Supper, which we're going to celebrate here. That's a wonderful miracle that we've received. That is how the world has changed. But the world's not going to change on its own just because Jesus did that. It's really, and finally, what I want to really uh, share with you is it depends on each one of us. Christmas, the Christmas mystery changing our world depends on each one of us. How's that? Well, those shepherds are dead. Those saints of days gone by are in heaven with God. The ones that are going to live the Christian mystery, the Christmas mystery today, is every single one of us sitting in this church. We have the gift, called to be children of God. Our world needs us to live Christmas like Jesus wanted. Our world needs us to adore him. Our world needs us to live according to the light of the gospel. Our world needs us to follow Jesus to be those saints, to look to him for that example. And maybe you say, yeah, that's true, but it's, it's different for each one of us. And mothers out there, it's not easy. And sometimes your kids, you need that example of, of holiness. Sometimes we're not perfect. We all got to go to confession every once in a while. We, we lose our patience. But because of the gift we have to be children of God, that doesn't matter. We start anew every day. Or you parent, you, you dads. You have the gift, you're not perfect either, but you have the gift of God's grace to lead your family, to pray with your family, to know God's will. And if you don't know it, I'm sure some of you are kind of like, I'm looking for it. Well, you know what it is and you know what you can't do, but God's going to tell you what you can do. Just like he told St. Joseph in a dream. Or maybe the young teenagers here, sometimes it's like, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. Okay, I want to be a child of God, but what does that mean? Do I just stay a child? No, you have the great adventure in your lives of knowing like Mary and Joseph did, that Jesus is, God is leading you in your life. You're going to have a great adventure. But if you keep your Catholic faith as the anchor of your, of your being a child of God, he will lead you through so much adventure. But guess what? You never have to be afraid because he is with you. Emmanuel is with you, Jesus Christ among us. Or maybe, maybe even those younger ones. How do I become the child of God? Well, it's pretty easy. You're already a child, so may, basically you just have to obey your parents. It's great, right? Today Jesus speaks to all of us. You can be just like that Christ child, obeying the will of the Heavenly Father and giving glory to God. Sometimes it's tough. Sometimes you don't want to, but follow Jesus and you'll be on the path of sanctity. So 
That's what we got to do. That's Christmas for us today. We think about our mystery 2,000 years ago. We think about the gifts of his grace. And I think for all of us, we think about how can I live Christmas in my own life? How can I take that big Christmas gift? You probably got a lot of gifts. I can see it out here. A lot of gifts were open this morning. But this is the greatest gift. Personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. It's a gift that's not going to go away. It's a gift that's always right here. It's a gift that we're going to go into more deeply today in Mass when you receive our Lord in the Eucharist. So just to conclude, as we, as we um, continue to adore our Lord, as we continue to pray for our brothers and sisters in this world, an encouragement to all of us. Today's Christmas. Today we remember and we exercise following the song, Come, Let Us Adore Him. Today, we also, we're going to be a light to others. We're going to share, by living our faith, by striving for holiness, we're going to share our faith with the people around us. We're called to be a light for this world. Christmas in our world depends on us in a certain way. And Christmas in the future depends on how we live it today. So uh, an invitation is to pray together with great joy to our Lord, and a challenge. Accept the Christmas mystery because God has a special mission for each one of us here today. Amen. We offer glory to our newborn King as we worship God the Father and pray for the church that the invitation to come let us adore him will echo in and through every aspect of the church's life. Let us pray to the Lord. For all those who govern, that the presence of God with us will inspire them to be heroes of virtue and authentic liberty, we pray to the Lord. Lord, That the birth of the Redeemer may bring peace and hope to all people of goodwill, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For the renewal of family life, that the love of Mary and Joseph will rekindle love in all families, let us pray to the Lord. For the forgotten, the neglected, and the abused, that they will experience in a powerful way the tenderness and compassion born for us on this Christmas day. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For all the deceased members of our parish and our family, in particularly we pray today for Michael Devereaux and the Devereaux family in New Zealand. Let us pray to the Lord. Loving Father, as we gaze into the manger upon the human face of your Son, we experience the hope of the restoration of our own innocence. Enable us to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, for he is our Lord now and forever. Amen.